The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. June 19th, 2020, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Going to talk SmackDown tonight. Matt Morgan should be along soon. And um, Justin... We should open with uh, the top story, which I'm sure by now everyone is aware of. Uh, what has been going on in the wrestling world for the last 24 hours or so? Yeah, so um, obviously if you've been on the internet today, if you've been on Twitter, uh, you've noticed that the speaking out movement has been in full effect. Um, it, it, is a, um, it is a campaign of people speaking out about sexual misconduct allegations in the pro wrestling world. Uh, Wrestling Inc. is following all of these, uh, all the allegations, all the stories. There's been uh, just a few to name, and of course, one of the highest profile who we would talk about here tonight in our SmackDown review, um, uh, WWE's Matt Riddle, WWE's Jordan Devlin, um, Jack Gallagher, who in fact has been released from WWE, uh, Jim Cornette, and and there's others. Uh, Some of those that I just mentioned there, they have all been subject of allegations uh, and I, th- I believe all of those that I just uh, listed, um, either themselves or through legal representation, have at least responded denying uh, the accusations that have been put against them. So that's that. Uh, you know, we're not really going to talk much more about this because, just to be honest with the fans, you know, this is live right now as I'm speaking, right, right to SmackDown, just off the air. By the time somebody might listen to this tomorrow or Sunday, a lot of things could change. So much is happening. This is such a fluid situation. So uh, follow Wrestling Inc., which will continue to update. Uh, and stories, but it, other than just giving you the, those quick facts of here's who has been uh, has had allegations leveled against them, there's nothing else to say because everything else we say is just going to be speculation. We can say the obvious, which is sexual misconduct is a terrible thing, but beyond that, in terms of it's not appropriate, obviously, to even question the credibility or whatever. It's just speculation. So um, that's that. I you know again, I know we're going to talk about Matt Riddle here in a moment in the SmackDown review. So please don't super chat. Please do not spend your money asking us and begging us to um, comment on anybody else and anybody who's been uh, accused of anything because we're just not going to do it. So if you want more information, if you're hearing for this for the first time, go to WrestlingInc.com. Uh, and you'll get the full story. But otherwise, let's stick to uh, SmackDown tonight, and we do have some other uh, news stories uh, not related to the Speaking Out movement. Yeah, and I mean, I think with the, just the sheer volume of what's been said thus far, I think there's no way we could possibly do it justice here. Um, but yeah, Wrestling Inc. will have the latest on all of these uh, details as uh, they come forward in developments. Um, so that being said... I really wasn't in the mood to watch SmackDown tonight. I mean, there were some things going into this. Uh, again, just talking about X's and O's and storyline, you know, they're a big hype that we're going to get a new Firefly Funhouse, which that ultimately is what ends SmackDown tonight. Um, again, just talking about wrestling, they've been hyping that Matt Riddle uh, would be coming to SmackDown. And we had heard that tonight, you know, the SmackDown, of course, was already filmed earlier this week. So 
they've been it have been out on Wrestling Inc. and other websites that Matt, that Matt Riddle's the first appearance on SmackDown would be tonight. We had no idea in what capacity and promo match who's in, who would involve, and we got a little bit of everything tonight with him, as we'll get into in a second. Uh, I mean, I thought there was a lot going into the SmackDown for, for of interest. It wasn't a terrible one. I, I really think it started strong of interest. It ended strong with interest. There were some things in the middle that were that were. Um, that, that, that as Raj would say, we're there. Uh, but overall, uh, not a bad episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, it moved. There were, there were some things that I liked. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, man. <sighs> Matt Morgan should be here soon. He's just wrapping up some Longwood business. Um, fun times with the games, dollar 99 saying, Justin, you give stone cold vibes. So there you go. And that's the bottom line, son. Cause Stone yes. Cold said so. Is it is it because I'm bald now too? Is that is that the Stone Cold vibes? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Just need Do a it, vest and some beers, you know. No, I mean I think I got half that equation here. Um but do you want to talk about the Orlando news and some of the other stuff? Because I think Matt's gonna be a few more minutes. And I don't want to get into SmackDown before Matt's here. Uh, I mean, well, we have we have NXT and, uh, and and AEW ratings. We have we have a couple superstars who have who have moved to different rosters. So, uh, I guess we'll start with the rosters real quick here. Um, Dolph Ziggler and Ali are, have both now been moved to the Raw brand. They were both previously on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, Dolph, it is what it is. Dolph's been back and forth. I mean, Dolph obviously was heavily involved in the Otis, Mandy, Sonya um, soap opera, but he's kind of served his purpose there. So, not that's not so much surprising. And again, Raw has such a younger, newer, less established name. So I think putting a veteran heel in Dolph is wise. They don't have a lot of credible heels on Raw when you really break the columns down. But Ali, Glenn, Ali is the interesting one because Ali was who we thought and we're hearing was the prime suspect to be the SmackDown hacker, which has disappeared for weeks. I don't know how many weeks it's been since we've seen uh, a new hacker appearance. And so him moving to Raw would maybe signal either they're moving the hacker gimmick over to Raw or they're just scrapping it all together, or or they're going to make it be somebody else. And that's and it's not going to be Ali. That would be interesting. After all this, after all that, yeah. Um, so th- those guys have uh, th- those guys have moved to Raw again. We'll, we'll see uh, when their first appearance comes. I, you know, no word on if this has anything to do. Again, like I said, Dolph makes sense for when you when you draw the line on each side of the fence of how many heels, how many faces you have. But you know, maybe. You know, again, Raw is now also being ran by Bruce Pritchard, who's 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 overseeing day to day SmackDown. So, I don't know if that's a Bruce calls recognizing that he needed Dolphin Ali over on Raw or what. But we will certainly keep an eye on Mondays to see how they come into play. Uh, and for Wednesdays, obviously, we myself, Glenn, and Matt here on Wednesday nights talking the Wednesday night war between NXT and AEW Dynamite. The numbers are in for this past week. Dynamite um, once again did beat NXT but once again not by much it was a pretty narrow margin uh dynamite uh drawing 772,000 viewers that is up 14% from the previous week so they did go up uh so 772,000 topping NXT which did 746,000 um so you know uh, so both shows i believe are up from from the weeks prior uh NXT again falling victim but uh, but they they've really narrowed a gap there hasn't been a runaway of dynamite uh, in a while and, and even a few weeks ago NXT i think did top them so pretty even keel shows which i think you know if, if people watch our wednesday night i think i think all three of us have been pretty in agreement at that the last few weeks it's been very even and at times NXT's had things that have we thought that were better than AEW so certainly um you know pretty even and compelling 
uh, matchup between these two shows on Wednesday nights right now. Yeah. Um, do you want to touch upon the Orlando news? Has there been any word about how Orlando's mandated mask policy is going to affect WWE. Yeah, no, I have no word on that. Um, I, I all, not much more in Orlando that I that I know of, Glenn. Uh, just since Wednesday, I mean, obviously WWE trying to play catch up to getting test results on the talent, trying to um, get stuff filmed. Uh, NXT was basically live this past Wednesday. Like I said, this SmackDown tonight was aired earlier or was taped earlier this week. Uh, it looks like next Friday SmackDown they're going to film next Friday. They're going to film it just a few hours before uh, it airs live. So uh, that's a little bit unusual in these times of them on closed sets trying to uh, produce a lot and get it in the can um yeah i don't know i don't know if we have much more was there something else in orlando that i'm missing that you were alluding to or is that no 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 i mean i think uh it's interesting how people are speculating based on it i mean so i read the ordinance and it did say uh it was public spaces obviously the performance center is a private business it's not like wrestlers are going to have to wear masks in the ring no, based yeah. on my interpretation and understanding of it. No, but yeah, it's been uh, just in the sports world in general today. I mean, the um, you know, there's a lot of sports. Uh, obviously, there there you know, the sports teams that are based in Florida, and then Florida also, you know, it, it had been a, a state that had been looking at it, you know, bringing the NBA in and having uh, <clears throat> having a, a a residency there in Orlando for the NBA to get um, some games and a playoff in and. Um, of course, Florida is where spring training goes on. So all this talk of Major League Baseball, can they get something going? You know, would they would they have teams working out in Florida because Florida's governor uh, was was welcoming uh, pro teams to 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 go there? Um, and you know, right now we're seeing several Tampa Bay Lightning hockey players have tested positive. Um, so a lot of facilities are, are being shut down now by sports teams. It's it's just been a real real wild day, real wild week. Well, it's a, a freaking wild year. Uh, but yeah, Florida obviously being being very much reopened uh, or starting to see uh unfortunately starting to see some some bad repercussions it, it would it would it would it would it would see based upon the timeline and the numbers yeah i mean this isn't even a second wave i feel like the first wave never stopped yeah the wave has to end at some point um it's crazy so with all that and uh everything hanging over the developments uh of this week we went into SmackDown tonight, live from the Performance Center, which started with the Intercontinental title recap of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, uh, which led AJ Styles out to the ring with um, Renee Young and talking about his win over Daniel Bryan, inviting Daniel Bryan to come and put the belt on him, uh, talking about who's going to get that next opportunity. Uh, Bryan suggesting Drew Gulak. Um, and then uh, when that happened, we had Matt Riddle, come out and step to AJ Styles, uh, the fans chanting bro and uh, setting up this promo between them in the ring. Yeah. So Matt Riddle makes the, you know, a little bit of a fun exchange here. Um, you know, AJ saying, I know who you are, but you know, like, you know, what are you doing here? You want to hand out, uh, you know, AJ touting himself as, as, as the, you know, the face that runs his place and, and, and Riddle quips back. Uh, I'm the bro that runs the show. Uh, and so, you know, back and forth they go verbally, and then it, and, and it comes into a match. The ring announcer Greg Hamilton gets ready to say and announce this as an Intercontinental title match, and AJ cuts him off, saying, "No, he doesn't get an IC title match," and 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 comically uh, justifies it as no shoes, no shirt, no title match. Uh, as Riddle, of course, wrestles barefoot. So, 
we get a non-title you know contest here and uh very i mean it was a good you know really good match uh between these two guys i think probably has to be first time ever i can't ever imagine how these two would have crossed paths otherwise um prior to their WWE and nxt days. so a uh, good fun match here and uh you know dan o'brien was on the outside they had the uh, had the roster there very much kind of like lumberjack style helps make some more noise dan o'brien of course called in some distraction here with 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 aj's focus but it wasn't a distraction that makes the win by Matt Riddle dirty. It was a clean victory. He got a he got his finisher and everything on AJ. Cut AJ's um, springboard phenomenal uh, uh, elbow and forearm. Uh, he, he cut that off. Put his finisher in there. So you know, Matt Riddle, a bit, this is a big win for him. A, a non-title big win on his debut, clean against AJ Styles, uh, and then the babyface get in the ring and and give him the the cele- celebration. You know, give him the, they're embracing him, they're putting him on, you know, they're hugging him, doing everything. So. Uh, again, this was taped a, f- a few days ago, but uh, certainly this was the plan. Matt Riddle coming in and making a big, big splash on his first night of SmackDown. We'll see what follows up after this. Yeah, and uh, not for the title. Not for the title. So, yeah, AJ Styles still champion, and I believe it was a new Intercontinental title belt. Um, yeah, if I, if I, I, it definitely had, obviously, his AJ's plates on the side of it as custom now they do with the with the talent holding it. But I believe, chat room will have to correct me, that, that, that Intercontinental title looked new to me. Unless I haven't been paying attention to the IC title, it looked very new. Yeah. It was, uh, it was something, man. I mean, it's definitely putting him over. Um, no shirt, no shoes. I like whenever they work that in with Matt Riddle. That's what AJ said. No shirt, no shoes, no title opportunity. Yeah. We'll see how long. Um, again, I, I mean, I hope because it's kind of like a, that's kind of like a part of match shtick is the, is the no shoes, but, and, and then the wrestling barefoot, but we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I noted on this podcast the last, the last WWE talent to try to get to work barefoot and, and just have tape around his feet uh, for any extended period of time on the Raw or SmackDown main roster, as Raj would say, was Rusev. And then Rusev, I believe, I don't know if he's, he, broke his ankle or did something but then after i remember i think it was a, a spot of him going over the top rope to the outside injured himself and then after that he wrestled uh in boots for the re- remaining uh, time of his wb tenure so uh vince is vince supposedly is not a big fan of of talents wrestling barefoot so we'll, we'll see how long the uh, bro barefoot shtick can can hang around now here's my question justin what's actually worse to have on your face somebody's bare feet or somebody's shoes <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I good question. I guess that both depend on where the boots, where the feet been, right? You know. So, so this is my logic on this. If you were just wearing shoes, you know, uh, and socks, and you took those off, and then it was your bare feet, yes, you could say maybe they've been in there all day, maybe they smell, but it's limited to that person's feet. If you've been wearing those shoes all day, think of all the things they've stepped in. Think of all the things they've encountered in their uh, trials and tribulations throughout this thing we call life. And then to have that, that, the germs of thousands of miles of walking, because you never wash your shoes. Think about that. You wash your shirts, you wash your pants, you wash your socks, your underwear. In fact, socks. I'm going to say socks are probably the thing. If I had to pick between the three, bare feet, shoes, or socks, I'm going to say socks are where it's at. Socks get washed on a regular basis. (laughs) They're probably the most hygienic of the three options. I never thought we'd be having this conversation. I mean, I, I guess there's a point to it because, you know, wrestlers, you know, they might wear zip-ups and hoodies and shorts and stuff like that over top of their wrestling gear backstage, you know, because they just to feel more normal, be covered up, maybe to keep warm or whatever. But, they, but you, know, r- you know, wrestlers 
you, you lace the boots up because that's that's you, that's a little time consuming as is. So if they are walking around for you know the hours and and, and time before the match, usually in their boots backstage. Whereas you know guys that wrestle barefoot, um, you know usually they walk around maybe in some flip flops and then just kick the flip flops off before they take you know before they go through the curtain. So yeah, I mean you know who knows where the boots have have been and uh, but uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see how the bro. How the bro barefoot thing goes, but um, but anyways, you know, again, just looking at this as the wrestling match and the booking, this was uh, a huge nod to Matt Riddle. That Matt Riddle, that it seems that the the plan is for him to be a major player on Fridays. Uh, Alonzo Smith saying, I don't think Matt Riddle owns shoes. He even admitted to that during the promo with AJ. That's even worse. That's insult upon injury. You're walking around on your bare feet all day, experiencing the world through those heels, through those toes, and then to rub that on the face along with the foot germs. That's uh, worst of both worlds. I, I feel like you're not barefoot too often, Glenn. I feel like you're. Uh, I have cats, so when I'm barefoot, it's like I get litter, like because they track yeah. litter throughout the house. We have to sweep and vacuum all the time. You know, uh, we have tile also instead of carpet. So when I walk around on my feet, like you really feel what's on the floor with tile. Now there are benefits to tile in the summertime. Tile cools down overnight. It doesn't really warm up again until middle middle or later of the day. So I, I like it. Tile is perhaps what makes warm weather bearable. I'm not a cat person. I couldn't live with cats. You're into dogs? Dog person? I have a dog. I've always been more of a dog. I just cats. Cats just don't. Sorry. Interesting. Sorry. Cats versus dogs on the next episode of Wrestling Inc. I'm not a cat. I just I mean, cats and I know. But you know, there's one thing that cat people and dog people can agree upon. Those bird people. Those bird people are freaking crazy. Oh, yeah. You don't need to be owning birds. Yeah, bird people. Uh, Jewel Slinger, 999. And I say that one of my best friends owns birds. Um, Jewel Slinger, 999. Uh, Justin, congrats on your new Busted Open segment. You'll bring a lot of insight to that show and look forward to next week. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I guess cheap plug since Jewel Slinger set me up here uh, tonight or today. This morning, started the morning podcasting. I'm in the morning, ending the day, day podcasting. Uh, this morning, uh, Friday, uh, Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern and every Friday uh, after that. Um, on Busted Open with Dave LeGrecker and Mark Henry. So thank you very much for that nice comment. Matt Morgan, the hot question on everyone's mind, is it worse to have a wrestler hit you with their bare feet or the boots that they've been wearing all day and experiencing what? the germs of the world on? If you yes. had to get kicked in the face, kicked in the face by someone, do you want somebody's bare, nasty foot touching your face, the moneymaker, or do you want the shoes or boots they've been wearing all day and trampling on God knows what? Either is fine with me because oh. no matter what, I'm going to do what they call take a shower. <laughs> well, I will wash my face. <laughs> yeah. Why is that a question? Because, <laughs> because, because, Matt Riddle. because Matt Riddle wrestled his first match in, on SmackDown tonight barefoot, as he normally does. And we note how Vince doesn't normally like guys wrestling barefoot. Uh, Rusev was oh, the last is. guy that he stopped from that. So I was noting, I, I wonder how long Vince will let the bro shoeless shtick hang around. <laughs> he needs to let us hang around because it separates them. I agree. Also, but then, but then Glenn, Glenn got into this foot fetish conversation of like, would you? Would you, would you, <laughs> you foot fetish. <laughs> I'm not Quentin Tarantino. I'm just busting your balls. And not that there's anything wrong with that. We shouldn't hey, fetish shame people for what they like. Really quick, I'm sorry, uh, Glenn. Uh, I just wanted to apologize to the fans watching and listening right now. I had to handle some uh, uh, city business that was happening real quick, and I, uh, I I'm late, and I apologize. Sorry. Um, also, this just occurred to me. Has anyone used the nickname for Matt Riddle and called him Shoeless Bro Jackson? <gasps> oh, he needs to make that tomorrow. He needs to make that a t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. That's yeah. Awesome. Yes. 
But here's my question. Are we so old? Hang on. Are we so old, Glenn, that we know who Shoeless Joe Jackson was with uh, Chicago? Was it Black Sox or White Sox? Yes, Black I Sox? did a report. I, I saw the movie Eight Men Out. This was Great this is, movie. You, let me tell you, my, my life hack as a child. If I needed to do a report on something, if I, could watch a, if I could watch a movie first rather than read a book, I'd be like, well, this is easy. I'm going to watch the movie and I'll give the report. So I did a report okay. on the Black Sox. But the hook here is, are yeah. we too old where our audience and has no idea what we're talking about? Uh, maybe. Maybe they do. Okay. Maybe they don't. <laughs> I used to also used to like to give book reports based on uh, movies that were based on books. And I would hope that like uh, no one would figure that out. Teachers always. <laughs> it was so funny. Spark notes. That was the way to go. What spark notes? I don't know. Yeah, we're too, we're too old for that, man. We had cliff notes back in our day. Yes, we did. Spark notes was like uh, in the like late nineties, early two thousands, uh, uh, a cheap way to get the, the, the cliff notes of, of a book and have to do a report. It was online though. It was like it was like a blog. Nate Monroe, Buck ninety nine. Matt, what's the hardest match type to put together? Ooh, great question. That's actually a really good question. I hmm. I would say a tag team match versus a singles, obviously, right? Because it's just you and your opponent and you're responsible for a tag team. You have more ideas being integrated. You could do more cool things. Um, that or a melee. And if you ever notice melees, like where people break up a match where there's like multiple participants, let's say eight to ten. Then you get everybody going into the business for themselves is what I've always found. Everybody try to get their bleep in, so to speak. So I would say either a melee or a tag match. Yeah. And I would have to imagine, especially when you get into like six man or eight man tags, because it's just even more moving yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you think of Matt Riddle's debut? What'd you think of Matt Sorry. Riddle's debut tonight? Oh. Matt froze. Bueller. Now, now, now we hear you. There we go. What'd you think of uh, Matt Riddle tonight? Awesome, 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 awesome. I'm excited. For it's the strongest debut they've had for an NXT talent since like Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. No question. I think even, I, I you know, I don't even want to say because I'm going to curse it, but I wanted to say, all right, if you're going inside my head right now that they, even Vince gets it when it comes to Matt Riddle. I just cursed him. I know I probably just did. I hope I did. <laughs> there you have it. Um, so after that night, uh, this promo with Jeff Hardy talking to Renee Young. To, to everybody that's listening. Well, like, he was talking about his roller coaster of life, emotionally and physically. He's back from an injury. He's 42 now. I thought Jeff Hardy was older than I am. Uh, he's done a lot of living in those 42 years. Uh, he says, despite the bad times, his life is amazing. He talked about his mm -hmm. loss to Seamus, talked about his family. He has to stop himself because of the cycle of thinking it's out of control. He's an adrenaline junkie since he was eight years old. He mm -hmm. knows he's an alcoholic. That's okay. And he says he's overcome bigger obstacles than Seamus, and he's not done yet. And he's 100% right. Yeah. That's what's cool about that promo he cut tonight. He has overcome bigger obstacles. And I would argue he still is as we speak it, with life. 
And uh, this hit home. I, 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 you, everybody knows that's watching this. That's fans of this podcast. I'm a 14 year recovered, very loud and proud addict. Um, and when I hear Jeff talk, I know Jeff personally. This was Jeff personal. This was shoot Jeff Hardy, and I and I really appreciated this promo tonight. I really did. Yeah, I mean, you can argue and say that doesn't get more baby faced than this. I mean, this is um, yes. Because, like Matt was just saying, I mean, Jeff's been very open about who he is and the mistakes he's made and and, and yep. what he is, and so like yep. by him owning that, um, love it. I love it because it, there's a kid out there watching it, Justin, yeah. that one day will be an addict and will remember Jeff what Jeff said, or there's an addict currently. Do you know what I mean? Who's yeah. struggling with addiction that will see this. Yeah, and, and and then you know him. You know it, it was the ultimate babyface promote that, and then when you take it back into the pro wrestling booking, you know he <clears throat> calls yes. Sheamus a bully. I mean, it, you don't get more babyface in this. You don't. Yeah, man. Hey, really quick before we move on, Justin, I want to congratulate you really quick on uh, being what a reoccurring uh, yeah. guest on. <laughs> That's huge, dude. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was just saying just as you came on because somebody busted was... busted wide open. Yeah, busted open on Sirius XM uh, channel 156 every uh, every Friday morning. If you're listening live at 10 a.m. Eastern, myself, Dave LaGreca, and Mark Henry, and then uh, it, it's on the po- it's on podcast. It's on the Sirius XM on demand. Uh, we got a great amount of feedback today, and great, 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 and great stuff. I Thank talked you. to Bubba, and I talked to Bubba Ray Dudley the other day because I've been making my dialing for dollars, as they call it, for mm, my campaign. Yes. Right, trying to raise as much money as I can to get my message out why I'm the better person to vote for, right? And anyways, I talked to uh, Bubba Ray, and even he made mention of it. So that's awesome, Justin. I'm happy for you. That's good, because I know he's not always the biggest fan of internet people, so no, <laughs> that's good to hear. you got to earn his respect yeah. slowly, but you will. And he, was, yeah. he, he, he made mention of it, so that's awesome. I'm happy for you. I was really excited to hear him say that, actually. Thank you very much. Thank you. And what's cool, too, is there... You know they're giving me; they're not censoring me, so I'm 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 able to talk about what we do here in wrestling Inc. and promote our these kind of things. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. So thank you very much, and thank you. And there's been a a crap ton of positivity on social media today about that to me, and I really appreciate it. So and we, we need where there's where there's no positivity on the internet right now. Sincerely, that's awesome to hear, and uh, uh, you deserve this, Justin. You busted your ass for thank many you. many years covering this. I was an active wrestler for crying out loud. And I remember hearing your name first and foremost. So thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. I appreciate so, that. Absolutely. Congratulations. Um, Shorty G backstage tonight with Caleb Braxton. When Mojo Raleigh came up from behind, oh, Shorty God. mentioned having eyes in the back of his head, turned around and dropped Mojo's <laughs> right hand. He mentioned he has eyes in the back of his head? Yeah, I said, you know... Uh, what, he said something along that being like the little guy. You've got to have eyes yeah. in the back of your head. I, they subverted what uh, we thought. Was so, P.S. He has had this sit-down conversation with Vince McMahon that I had when Vince sold yeah. the stuttering character to me. This is very apparent to me <laughs> because that is a Vince line. I swear to you that's a Vince McMahon line. Yeah. Got to watch out for those bullies, pal. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I'm a bully. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I just I, enough now. Enough with the shorty. Enough with so how stupid. Like what, what yeah. separates him from the other short guys? Like I don't understand I don't this. Know. Yeah. 
He's well, he has eyes in the, the back of his head. Well, and well, and in the opening in the in the Matt Riddle AJ Styles match, you know, it was like lumberjack style. They had the faces and heels out there. Yeah. And when they were having to hold Daniel Bryan back from fighting with AJ, mm-hmm. Shorty G was one of the ones holding Bryan back, and he's like the same height as Bryan. Yes, we don't we don't, we don't exactly. make a big deal. We don't make make a big deal about no, Daniel Bryan's height. We don't, and that's why it's silly. It would have been a hundred times cooler if he said he calls this his shorty sense, like Spidey sense. <laughs> Glenn, you hit you had you had a homer with the shoeless bro Jackson, and, and then you oh, have a, yeah. and, and then you get hit by a pitch with that one. I'm I'm trying to find <laughs>, laughs and smiles wherever I can tonight, dude. That I'm dead serious though. If Matt Riddle, which I guarantee you doesn't watch our show, but he should yeah. be. Um, shoeless bro Jackson is a grand slam t-shirt. Get on it, dude. Um, and shorty G versus Mojo Raleigh short match. <laughs> See what I did there. He'll be here all <laughs> week. He'll be here all week. Tip your wages with uh, shorty G picking up a win, which honestly, I didn't think he was going to get the win here. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys, he, he got the better of Mojo and, to, in the promo and the match. It seemed like 50-50 right. would dictate otherwise. Yes, exactly. And Raj, Gary, tries to take ownership of this formula of his, of this 50-50 booking predictions, which I've tried to explain to Raj thousands of times. He is not the first person to come up with this. It's called uh, It's called Rajanomics. No, it's called being a wrestler backstage and watching how it happens right in front of me and being included in that 50-50 booking. So after this, we had uh, Ms. TV. They were out there with oh, Mandy. Guys, I apologize. Joking. I've got to switch my headset. Oh. I apologize. Continue though. Sorry. I was going to apologize for Ms. TV, which you know somebody. <laughs> now Ms. TV was actually uh, entertaining tonight. Uh, they were doing their shtick. They had Mandy Rose out. They were asking about Sonya Deville. They're interrupted by Sonya. This was different tonight. Um, in fact. I'd go as far as to say I, I'd forgotten that Sony even has entrance music. I feel like this is the first time I really heard it tonight. It's been several weeks. Yeah, easily. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Does it sound terrible? No. It's okay. I, I actually think you sound terrible better than what you I did. I apologize. I have 2% battery left, so I had to plug my phone in, take my headphones out. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. I cringe every time someone utters the word Shorty G, and I love Gable, but I can't get behind someone with that name. <sighs> I agree. Justin Lopez is probably one of our best, forget Super Chat, one of our best friends that follows the show, obviously. I agree with him. Yeah, it's good takes. Um, and Amin Jassim wants to know, Matt, how much time do you did you spend working on promos? Every morning. I swear to God, as my witness, every single morning I would wake up, and before I would take a shower uh, in the morning to wake up, I'm cutting the promo in my um, bathroom in front of the sink, in front of the mirror, because I learned at an early age in wrestling that I've got to I got to work on my facials, my body language, and things like that. Like we didn't have at the time camera phones that could record everything. I wish I wish when I started they did. Um, but they didn't. So I would cut all these promos. My wife would sit there and just laugh at me all morning long. 
which would mess with my head and go, okay, I'm still not there yet. She's clowning me here. <laughs> but what I learned was that she was wrong, actually, and that um, it was improving. It was helping me improve my promos. So honestly, I swear to God, as my, I, as my witness, I really do. Every single morning and night before I took a shower, I would, oh, when the waiting for the water to heat up, I'd be cutting promos on Undertaker, Kane, The Rock, Stone Cold, The Big Show, Vince, Stephanie, Hunter, all of them. I had a built-in promo for every single one of them. And then I got it to a point where I had a built-in promo for everybody on the roster, all the way down to like Funaki, uh, uh, Scotty Too Hot, you name them. I had a promo for everybody built in here. Wow. Matt, Matt, did you ever have to go through like the um, the exercise of, uh, you know, you're in the room with, with said coach or executive and uh, they, they see something in the room and they say, cut me a promo about the sticky notepad or cut me a promo about the... No, because they always knew I could talk. And that's what was so ironic about the stuttering character. And how Vince sold this to me, Glenn, was the fact that I was so sure of myself speaking that he thought that would be, I would be able to pull it off because I am confident enough in real life to be able to pull that off. Whereas I told you guys, I don't know if you remember, he did want to put this on Brock Lesnar, dead serious. Just, ima- just, just imagine that. Instead of the next big thing, we could have had the next big starter. Like, seriously. Like, so while I love no. Vince and I love how genius he's been over the years with his business, obviously, he's the PT Barnum of wrestling. Love him or hate him, he is. But this was a terrible idea. I feel like with PT Barnum, people really talk about the overall picture. They never say, like, you know, Elephants balancing on a ball. Like, that was so over back in the day. I think we're just giving credit <laughs> for everything, you know? I mean, granted, Tom trapeze Tom, artists are pretty listen, badass. Tom, so, listen, Tom Thumb was his Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he was. Tom okay. Thumb was crazy over. Crazy over. Uh, wrestling enthusiast Buck99. Matt, what are your thoughts on the pen promos? Cut a promo on a pen? Yeah. Okay, so like that's every sales job. Like a sales manager thinks he's really slick saying, so here's a pen. <laughs> I'm going to get him with this. Go ahead and sell this pen to me. Anytime, if anybody ever put that in front of me, P.S., if you guys are in sales watching this, never talk about the pen. Talk about yourself. Yeah. Talk about how people will buy you, not that pen. You could take a Bic. You could take any bottom line pen. You could take a marker. Hell, you could take a crayon. You could even write like this. It will not matter. What matters is the person behind that object and instrument that will do the selling for you, sir. So if you want to sit here and talk about pens, talk to the next person. I'm here to be your best salesman you've ever had in your life. What do you want to do? If you guys go on sales jobs, you need to say that. P.S. You're welcome. I always like the, you know, any man can just take a simple stick and scribble out an X. But with this pen... The contour, the way it feels in your hand. This is something you make your mark on the world with. You uh, write your Glenn, name and see, people pay bit. attention. No, you bit. You're not supposed to bite on it. <laughs> You're not supposed to bite on it. I work in You're sales. Good to tell them about the pen. See, that's why my approach to sales is different than everyone else's. I literally it try be and... you, Glenn. Everybody loves you. On this well, show, everybody loves you. The reason why my clients love me... makes the difference, not the object. 
the reason why my clients love me is because I'm more about education. I'm more about trying to provide value. It's not about you just have to buy this. It's about let me tell you how I'm going to give you the most value in the way I can work with you to get but you the I most for your money. You too, on top of it, though. Yeah. Well, I think that's how you build trust, right? Because everybody sees it coming from a mile away when someone just says you have to spend this money yeah. and it'll all be blue skies from there, you know? Good point. I didn't want to do sales for my entire life and I'm so glad I got into it. But that was the thing I, I was most reluctant to do in my entire life. And that's because of the bad rap that salespeople get. Uh, anyhow, uh, Michael Manfrey, $5. We need to see Matt Morgan versus Kane in a last mayor standing match on a future SmackDown. Um, cities don't battle each other anymore. It's always like the friendly Super Bowl bet. And like they send out like a gift basket of like wine and cheese or something when <laughs> someone wins. Yeah. Um, Nate Roebuck, 99. So Matt, why didn't Elix Skipper win the TNA title? Is that really is that a real question? I, that, I they paid money. Was there. They paid money to ask that question. Uh, I apologize. Hey, listen, let me answer. Nate, I yeah. apologize. I wasn't at TNA when uh, Elix was there, but holy mackerel, was he talented? Oh my god! Still to this day, they run the same clip of him tiptoeing across the top of the cage and throwing a rana on. I think it was Chris Harris or Storm, one of the two, um, from America's Most Wanted. Like seriously, that will be the best highlight in TNA history for years to come. He was a stud athlete. And, you know, Elix was such a good man. He was a good man in real life, too. Uh, Steve Marcuccielli, Buck 99, Mr. Morgan versus Taker or Andre, pick one. Oh, you jerk for asking me that, Steve. Those are my two favorites. Uh, Andre. Got to go Andre. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, listen. He yeah. the, the first time I got hooked, Glenn. Oh boy, sorry. Glenn, this is impossible. It's the Blair Witch Project in Matt's car right now. No, to put the charger in at the same time in my phone. I understand. Filming this and hold this on the steering wheel is next to impossible. But yeah. I'm doing this for you folks. Listen, um, Andre the Giant, <laughs> and Matt Morgan was never seen again. Andre the uh. Giant. As I was saying, rudely interrupted by my charger. Um, listen, guys, when he listen, I'm being serious. When uh, Andre the Giant has head shaved, right when when Big yeah. John Stud and Ken Patera cut his hair, I cried like a baby. I really did. That was the first storyline that ever emotionally made me get hooked in something wrestling wise. So, Andre the Giant has always been my first all time favorite wrestler. With Undertaker right there, so he he got it on the point uh, on on the point of asking the right two people to pick between. So yeah, Andre, Glenn Lipkin with the deep cut, best promo captured Steuben Gopher or Julie. Wait, what? It's a love boat question. Oh wait a minute, we're talking love boat. Uh, I'm not going with any of them. I'm going with what's my man's name? Isaac the bartender. Yes. Yes. yes, everybody would say Isaac. Isaac. Isaac was charismatic as hell. Isaac. Yes, Isaac's where it's at. Um, back to tonight, Steve B. $10. I think Sonya was fired tonight. She's doing great as a heel. When and if she turns face, it'll be awesome if we get crowds back. Thank you guys for everything you do. Good luck with your election, Matt. Oh, thank you very much, Steve B. Dude, I agree with you 100%. I think the whole show agrees with you 100%. I 
I don't watch too many. I don't listen or watch too many of the other podcasts. But I will predict that we were at the very forefront of, of wanting the best for her and singing her praises for quite a long time now. Um, we've talked about built-in storylines they have with her that they're not taking advantage of, and they should be. Um, but yeah, like we've been singing Sonya's praises for how long, Glenn? Yeah. Um, no, she was great tonight, and I like that it was um, a little more nuanced tonight. Yes. This wasn't just the same uh, talking point she's been repeating again and again against Mandy. Um, so we have the New Day versus Lucha House Party. New uh, Lucha House Party getting to wrestle like more of a match than usual. I feel like lately they've been getting more time and opportunity. I don't want it, Glenn. I don't want. It. I want less Lucha House Party. Well, and I think. I think, and I believe we probably have a little bit more of this on Wrestling Inc., but um, this was a substitution of... Oh, ori Originally, they were moving in the direction of the Forgotten Sons with New Day, and they have oh, yeah. abandoned that. So. I don't that care. Sense. I do not like Lucha House Party. I'm sorry. I say it every week. They They're so good. <laughs> what? Why are you sighing at me I, like that? They could be good. Listen. They could be good, and I don't have to like them. I don't like them. Bite your tongue, Matt Morgan. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, knock, knock your phone over. <gasps> um, I thought that this was good, but when you put Bailey and Sasha on commentary, um, this was the case where commentary, I thought, overshadowed the match. I was more interested in what Bailey and Sasha had to say. I will agree with that. Me too. Yeah, it, yeah, it didn't seem like you didn't need them out there for this. And the new day getting the win was, uh, you know, it was good. I mean, but yeah, it was uh, really after the bell. It was about Cesaro and Nakamura rushing the ring, destroying Big E, um, and them just attacking them. Cesaro uh, yelling at commentary, talking about he's sick and tired of how they're treated. They're a top team. He's been there eight years. And uh, then we went backstage. We saw Alexa Bliss, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. Um, talking about Sasha and Bailey, and they couldn't figure out where Nikki Cross was. Um, we came back from there. We saw Sheamus. He said next week uh, he's going to toast Jeff Hardy, so we'll see how that goes. Peacefully, I am sure. But both uh, sing Irish drinking songs, and it'll be lovely. Jeff Hardy will bust out Danny Boy. A good time will be had by all. Um, but when we came back to the ring, Nikki Cross out of nowhere attacking Sasha and Bailey with Alexa Bliss breaking it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm really liking WWE in general, just with all the women. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I just feel like the women and uh, are getting are getting a good, good spotlight. And maybe, maybe part of it's happening because if you look at all the roster cuts that happened back in April, uh, I believe it was all males. I don't even think a female was cut. So maybe that's let's. And of course, the women are doing great work. So, but all together, it's lended a hand to that. I think Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We're just seeing great, great presentation of a lot of women. You know, there's only, you know, there's two, or I guess we've got NXT. There's, there's three women's world titles, and then there's tag titles. But I feel like we're seeing even more women getting to be featured, which is great because they deserve it. Yeah, and, and it's not just because. I'm sorry, this is in my way. Um, it's not just because they're women either. It's because they, honestly, they're the best, in my opinion. If you were to compare male versus females right now for more bang for your buck, it's not even debatable right 
now, in my opinion. The females right now are carrying this company. I'm dead serious. Yeah. The storylines are better. They just are. Their characters are more defined. The storylines are more defined. Yeah, yeah, and you said characters, Matt. What I think's really cool is that there's a there's a defined line. Every one of those women that WWE has, for the most part, you can easily define as a character, but it's not it's not to the point of where it's 1995 cartoonish. Like yes. they're they're all like very loud in their character. Like Lacey Evans, she's loud in her character. The best. She's my favorite one. You know, uh, and you we can go through all of them, but but they stop at a point of being cartoonish. So like it, it's a perfect mix. Like it, like it's it, there. You know, there are there. Unfortunately, there are some male performers in WWE and in, in, in every company, yes. but that are a little bit too generic. Like you're like, well, who is this guy? What does he mean? Most, but most that's of them are. Yeah. I'm in my friends tonight. Listen, I'm in my friends tonight. Watch a little bit of the show. That's the feedback I kept getting. And these are the same friends that I made watch some AEW that's still today are talking about, well, this doesn't compare to what they were doing in the football stadium. Last time you showed this to me, man, I'm like, it's a different company. (laughs) It's true. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. No, that is true. So this led to Sasha Banks versus Nikki Cross. Sasha Banks getting uh, a win here. What's that? Can you guys hear me okay? Is your static? It's a little garbled and staticky mm-hmm. now. Try uh, going off and coming back on. Okay, I'll try to do that. Okay. Guys, let me come back. I apologize to the fans. Yeah. I'll just bear with us, folks. Um, yeah, I uh, thought this match was good. I thought the angle was good. I like the. I think they could have done more with uh, the segment with the women backstage. Even like, I think that was an interesting, different kind of promo segment. And when they were like, "Where's Nikki?" It's funny yeah. that. I, oh, and speaking of which, though, it, it was kind of like the babyface militia. <laughs> well, th- there are no heels anymore yeah. on SmackDown. I mean, Lacey, it's it's uh, it's like the problem Degrassi Junior High used to have. They'd introduce like the bad boy or the bully, or, or Degrassi the Next Generation did this uh, oh, even more. Degrassi the Next Generation would introduce like a bad kid, and then they just start softening him up, you know, and it'd be like, well, he's not such a bad guy, but he'd start off like, oh, he's bad, he's evil, he's wrong. And then, you know, you get, oh, he's humanized. He just comes from a bad home and he's got, you know, problems relating to people. All right. What show are you referencing? I'm not following. You never watched Degrassi? The like Canadian 90210? No. It was big in the States. Degrassi, the next generation was huge in the States. What years? You know what it is, dude? You're because I'll tell you why this is. You're the exact in between. The original Degrassi Junior High ran 1987 to 1990. And Degrassi, the next generation ran 2001 to like 2016 so you grew up right in the window i was born yeah i was born in i was born in 87 yeah you were too young for the original series and just a little too old to have grown up on the second series i only watched the second series because i was a big fan of the first series and they brought back the original characters as adults and teachers and stuff yeah, I, when you said to high, like I mean, I can I can tell you Bayside High. I can I can do I can go deep into Saved by the Bell. I can I can do Vanderbilt High. Go deep in Family Matters, as we all know. Yeah, Drake um, was on Degrassi. That's where Drake came came up. Really? Yeah, he was uh, Jimmy. He got shot in the school shooting episode and had to use a wheelchair after that. Well, that was a fun fact I didn't know. Yeah, Degrassi man. Uh, show was uh was it Shanae Grimes who was on the nine hundred two and reboot uh uh. I did a deep dive on Johnny Gill today because I watched Johnny Gill, Johnny Gill on an old episode of Family Matters tonight. Well, aside from Rub You the Right Way and his career with New Edition, 
What is there really to? Oh dive my god! And my wife again? wanted me to bring up Rubby. The, so we had to like pull up YouTube so she could see the dance moves and hear the lyrics. Yes. <sighs> Johnny Gill, I like a lot, but his range actually it's funny. He has the opposite pro problem of Ralph Tresvant. Ralph Tresvant's range is so high, and Johnny Gill's range is so low that a new addition, it's awesome the way that it blends together with the other guys. But you get them on their own, and it's just like listening to treble or bass. <laughs> So as people in this pod, as people that are uh, regulars of this podcast, know I have a deep dive with Family Matters. I, I've talked about I got Jaleel White, Kelly Janine Williams, all of them I've I've been able to Twitter connect with and social media connect with. Glenn, you working in podcasts? If I can get Jaleel White, and then of course he'd help the assistance of the other uh, key cast members. If I can get a Family Matters podcast going, yeah, where like we each each episode is or each each episode of the podcast is about a different episode of the show, and we have different people that, from the show that come on. You want Blue Chew to sponsor it? I'll make it happen. I don't care who, but you represent so many. I mean, you, you can figure out the market. If I can get a family matter, if I can get, if I message Julia White right now and I can get a family matters podcast up and running by 2021, will you help? Uh, I absolutely. And I want him uh, to, uh, to say, uh, you know, guys, remember uh, back when I uh, used to be Steve Urkel? Let me tell you how you can become Stefan Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> blue Chew right there. The blue, blue, blue Chew and Manscaped a little. Just yeah, take seriously. care of everything. Well, you know, uh, yeah, uh, Mark Paul Gosser is doing the Saved by the Bell. Zach to the Future, I believe, is what it's called. The Saved by the Bell rewatch podcast that was announced this week. So uh, isn't that crazy that that's become like a thing now? I mean, uh, Office Ladies, well, actually, before that, um, I guess Office Ladies was the first one to start that, where uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey rewatched The Office and talked about it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that um, they're that hardcore friends. I've been listening to a podcast called Six and Jump. No one who was on the show, but it's Big J Okerson and Ari Shafir and another comedian where they watch 21 Jump Street episode by episode. And each episode's like 40 minutes long. They spend two hours talking about each episode, riffing on it, making fun of it. That's been my like podcast obsession as of late. But uh, I'm messaging yeah. Julia White tonight. I'm, we're going to make this happen. What are you going to call the Family Matters podcast? Oh, I don't know. Don't, don't put me on the spot like that. I got yeah. to think really good about that. But I, I don't know. I think that, look, that show went nine seasons. So there's plenty of content. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. How, are you, how are you going to handle pre-Julia joining? Every episode, like the first couple episodes, Jill was like, "Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't on this." Episode. Well, so so his first appearance, I think it was episode twelve in season one. Uh, yeah, I mean that would that would we would probably have to pick a different start play. Like I don't think we start at season one, episode one. We probably have to start somewhere else. But I think if if, if it got established, the podcast it is, we could probably then get some of the other cast members, and we could relive and go through those first eleven prior to him, where the focus was supposed to be on Carl and Harriet. And Jaleel could just kind of look, you know, we could get his honest takes before he's even walked onto the set. Like, what do you think of how the family was was portrayed and how it, what, what the, the storylines were prior to you? Nate Monroebuck, 99, saying he'll help. He has a podcast, too, loves that show. Uh, I think the people want it. People want it. Wait, this this is going to have to happen. At least, at least, at least a, a true pitch has to happen. I, I'll tell you, uh, I think you could. there's a lot to talk about. And maybe this is how you do it, and you have Jaleel as a part of it, is maybe with the initial episodes, maybe do two at a time because it's a half-hour show. But you can also talk about the development from uh, Perfect Strangers, mm -hmm. the spinoff. But I, I think, let's be real, the people want Jaleel. That's the slogan. Um, like, that's what they're waiting for. So you've got to find a way to, to get 
past those initial episodes. It's interesting that originally it was just supposed to be a guest spot. And I remember this from an issue of Entertainment Weekly in 1990 that he borrowed his father's glasses. Yeah. His father was a dentist. Yes. Uh, and wore those to the audition and got the role, and they liked and, him so much they brought him back. Well, and he credits it was a those a fraternity in the audience. Yes, and, that, and that's what he credits so that that in between the scenes that this fraternity just kept chaining Urkel, and they were so into uh, you know into him, and and then you know and at first he was just like the, the the weird kid who ate cheese and ate weird and ate mice who's getting set up on a date with Laura, but then as the as the seasons go on, all of a sudden he's next door neighbor. All of a sudden. The, you know, Carl, it seemed like Carl had just ever discovered Steve when he's this 13 year old annoying kid. But then as the seasons go on, no, Steve's loved Laura since kindergarten. He's been around since then. So, yeah, they definitely built more of a backstory into him. They retconned some things. Yeah. 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 Um, like, I'd be great for a podcast, like, in like one podcast episode, like each podcast episode, there could be one thing. It'd be towards the end. So you hang on for it, where Jaleel does. He re, he re, he'll recite one line or one quick promo as Urkel in the Urkel voice because he he will not he you can't get him to do that anymore. Like if he's on talk shows or if he's doing comic cons, he doesn't reenact as as Urkel. So if, if part of a podcast, if one of the allures is one time each episode somewhere in the podcast, he's going to give you a Steve Urkel and a Steve Urkel character. I think that would be a huge draw. No, I better copyright this. Somebody else is going to steal this and trying to get in front of me. Somebody's going to get to you. Need to text him now. I'm speaking way too much. Yes, I, you need to just send a text to be like. Putting the phone, I'm putting the, the phone up, microphone down. Yeah, be like Jaleel, hit me up. Justin Labar. Yes, that's right again. <laughs> His assistant answers. He's still out, Mister Labar. He'll get back to you after the pandemic's over. I'm telling you, this is this is you got it, dude. This this writes itself. Yeah, you got to give him that, give him that pitch. Oh. There oh, we go. I love these Friday nights. Yeah, Matt Morgan's back. Matt just missed our entire. Yeah, I'm not even gonna fill Matt in. He doesn't. Yeah, care. You, you didn't miss care. much. Matt, would you listen to a Family Matters recap podcast if Jaleel White co-hosted it with Justin and they went episode by episode? I'm sorry. I usually love these types of shows, and that one was okay, but no. Okay. What was your favorite TGIF? I would have, I would have been better if you just answered no because I'm busy as a politician before you have to I go in and slander my favorite show. <laughs> you have to be like, even if I had time, I wouldn't listen to this show. I'm sorry. That was the weakest link for me on Friday night's TGIF for me. What? Dude, Webster destroyed that show. Just FYI, uh, with with uh, George Papadopoulos, right? Yes. And Webster having the coolest house ever. He got yes. you. Hey, listen, dude. Webster, I wanted that in my house so bad. The ability to crawl down from my room down a ladder and come yes. out a huge grandfather clock. Dude, Webster had it all. I love Webster. We were talking about this the other night. My wife and I were looking at houses, and we both said, "In our dream house, secret passages." Hundred percent, hundred percent. Absolutely, bro. yeah. Um, Webster had that weird ending though. Like it never got a proper ending. In the last episode, he went to live with his uncle in the city, and some guys were going to beat him up, and then it just like went to the credits, and that was the last episode of Webster. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. I don't remember this. Yeah, he went to live Steve, with Ben Vereen, I believe. Stephen Laura never got to get married because CBS just canceled the show and destroyed the sets before they could film the final episode. Talk about a 
Okay, so like, listen, he was awesome with his did I do that and that whole stuff. That was cool, <laughs> but it was the weak link, in my opinion, of the four shows. Was it that made up TJF? Uh, well, it was yeah. four at a time because it was from eight to ten, eight and then twenty twenty was on at ten. The weak link. I'm about, to, I'm, about to, I'm, about, I'm about to leave this podcast. You listen. You had to, you had to battle Uncle Jesse, okay? Who I loved, Uncle Jesse. Um. Oh, and what did step? What did step by step do? Oh. Hey, let us have Urkel no. on our show too. Per, no. What about Perfect Strange? Was Perfect Strangers not on Friday? Uh, it was on Friday, I believe. At some point, wasn't it? Now I'm look. I have to look. Wasn't this that? Up wasn't wasn't Perfect Strangers a pre the TJF gimmick though? I may have been. Now I got Now I got to look this up. I got to look up. Uh... I will say this much. Hang on, Glenn. Thursday yeah. night was the best night. You had Cheers. You had Alex. Family Peterson. ties. Yeah, I agree. That night was a great court. show. Night court. Richard Moe. Yes. Great, great stuff. Oh my! We were spoiled for TV. We really hey, were. Hey Matt, next time you um want five minutes to kill or you're sitting on the john and you need some entertainment pull your phone out seriously pull your phone out go to youtube look up the best of norm from cheers it's just a five minute compilation of, of him coming in the bar and just all of his little quips that he would give best one-liners walking into a bar ever yeah. hey norm what's happening hey norm what's shaking and then he just yeah i love it i love i love the one he sat down at the bar and uh, and he and he asks uh, he asked Ted Dance's character for a beer, and he goes, "Norm, Norm it's ten a.m." And he goes, "Well, float a Cheerio or something in it." You know? <laughs> Norm was awesome. How about this? My mom went to high school with John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff Clavin. Oh well, yeah, that is interesting. You should have prefaced that, Matt, by saying, "Little known fact: My mom went to high school with John Ratzenberger." Little known fact. That's who how also, Cliff Glavin started off all his, his Who also then didn't, didn't wasn't that the guy who went on to play uh I have, I have a five year old, two year old who went on to play uh Ham and Toy Story, the the, yes. the the toy pig? He's in every Pixar movie. Oh worthless information ever of a human being. That's the most worthless as Cliff Clavin on Cheers. Yes. Before we, believe, I still can't believe you put Family Matters last. I'm, I'm Matt. I'm you it and is, I, it Matt. Is, I've, had a, oh, wait, wait, I've had a lot. I've had, I've had like respect for you for like ten years. You and I have been a communication. This hurts. The shows from TGIF, please, please. There's a lot of them. Okay, well, originally it was Webster. It was Mr. Belvedere. It was the last season of Different Strokes when it moved over from NBC, and it was Benson. That was like the prototype of TGIF. They didn't call it TGIF by then. Yeah. Can, can I just say then Benson would come in last place then? <laughs> but Versus. I mean, there's more. There's more. I mean, you oh. big just the ten of us stand. You know, like there there was a lot. Of dinosaurs was oh, dinosaurs. Uh, oh, knock the mama, knock no. the mama. Yes. Hang with Mister no. Cooper, sister, sister. Oh, hang. Uh, oh, sister, sister was fun. No, Marina. No, 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 we're getting way too. No, 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 no. That was not original TJF. I was way too old. I wasn't watching it then. Like, was his sister was on. Okay, well, the very first TGIF was Full House when they called it TGIF uh, yes. in 1989. Was Full House, Family Matters, Love Perfect it. Strangers, Love and just it. the ten of us. So that was the original. Just the ten of us is last place for me on that list. Yeah, and grow, let me tell you, I've tried to rewatch some episodes of Growing Pains. That is not aged well. 
Growing Pains was, um, oh, come on. No, it was good I at the time. Cameron. Actually, Cameron was awesome. He, he was. Um, actually, my favorite thing when I rewatch it now, I think Alan Thick is much funnier than we ever gave him credit for. Here's the dad. And Maggie. I loved the uh, mom, Maggie. I thought she was cool, too. Um, and Ben. Ben Seaver. That lovable scam. Ben Seaver. Wait, wait. What was the guy? Go ahead, Glenn. What was the, What was his friend's? What was uh, Kurt Cameron's Boner? friend's name? Boners to Bone. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I made him say it. Andrew uh, Koenig, may he rest in peace. Uh, passed away about 10 years ago. Yeah, dude. And that, I mean, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but um, yeah, it was very, very tragic. Um, but uh, yeah, Growing Pains, uh, I'm just saying it hasn't well, aged that well. Head of the Class hasn't aged well either. And I, we talked about that. I've loved Head of the Class, but now it's, you know, just a little dated. That's all. Hey, different night of the week in the early to mid 90s, but how'd you guys feel about home improvement? Uh, I think I was a little bit too old. Yeah, I was. Oh. I wasn't. I was. I was playing basketball like at the okay. boys' club at this time. You know what I mean? I was much more. It's like when I don't know if you had this experience. Like, okay, so with MTV, MTV was like an identity when we were kids, right, Matt? But I had that same oh, feeling yeah. when Fox launched with Married with Children, with um, Twenty One Jump Street, like with their whole uh, Parker Lewis can't lose and Living Color, like Fox <laughs> Simpson. Parker I mean, Lewis was awesome. Yeah, like that was the cool network. It was. You're correct. Like I if you watch like, CBS, yeah. if you watch CBS, like you were an old person back then. <laughs> but you're right about Fox. Fox was this upcoming. Like I had this married with children shirt, like when I was <laughs> fourth fourth grade, and everybody thought I was like the coolest kid because of it. <laughs> back to the show. Like people were giving super chats saying, "Please go back to no. talking about." Oh, dorks. we're not done with SmackDown. Oh, dorks! God. You guys are dorks. <laughs> You don't know how good we had it. Come on, chat room. This is way better conversation. Has Jaleel White joined the chat yet? No, I'm not seeing him. Not seeing him. Uh, Why would he join the chat? Because Justin's going to do his podcast. He's going to text Jaleel. Oh, all right. There you go. Yeah, he's going to make it happen. Um, so Sasha Banks versus Nikki Cross. Sasha won. They stood tall. Nice uh, congratulatory video package on uh, Titus O'Neil being a finalist for ESPN's 2020 Muhammad Ali Award. That was really cool. Great guy. He is such a good guy, and he cut the best promo. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught it. I'm sure you did. He did a great job uh, of talking about the police in his his neighborhood, in his area. Um, He's such a, a great man. Such a great man. He is, and to follow up that, uh, like, for for fans who like Titus is not, this is not just a PR thing. Like Titus is one of the guys I've been fortunate to say that I actually got to really know, and, and like the way the way he handles uh, the raising of his kids, all the things he talks about, oh, preaches about, puts it social. It's not a it's not a gimmick. He's a he man. he He's lives. A great man. Yeah, he he walks the talk. He he practices what he yep. what he preaches. Um, yep. He's a really... So if you'll remember when they tried to do the joke stunt stuff with him tripping yeah. in the ring, I hated it. I hated it for that reason because he's a thoroughbred athlete, first and foremost, for the University of Florida. He is a badass Hall of Famer for University of Florida. I remember him like yesterday playing. Like he wasn't just some backup or some scrub. He was a stud. He sacked Peyton Manning a few times in Tennessee. Yes, yes. He was <laughs> such a stud. And like with WWE, I mean, they don't utilize him nearly enough. No, not at on all. How, on how good he he's also good in the ring. 
He's yeah. a great promo. How hard could it be for these writers to write something for this man to be passionate about? It's not difficult. Not since uh, his feud with Rusev. Remember when he like lost on the Fourth of July? And he's like six four, six five. Yeah. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't I never either. Um, so after that, and we'll get back to some TV talk because the chat room uh, has some thoughts. But uh, by the way, Matt, Matt, do you know in I family am matters? Disappointed. Hang on, I'm disappointed in the chat room tonight. I am. I'm disappointed in y'all. You guys usually love when we go off topic. Matt, do you know there's an episode of Family Matters where Urkel takes on the Bushwhackers in a wrestling match? Okay, I got it. Now I have your attention. You may have, yeah. Okay. And uh, I think Gene LaBelle is the referee. (laughs) Wow. Legendary submission, Gene LaBelle, yeah. I will be YouTubing that after the show. There were a lot of wrestling It's called called the Psycho Twins is the name of the episode. (laughs) Jaleel White, does he got your attention now? (laughs) <laughs> uh, there were, I mean, there were a lot of episodes that we were watching, uh, for some reason, an old episode of we've got it made where she went to try out for glow and it was like a glow yes. crossover episode. I mean, there yeah. used to be a lot of wrestling in 80s sitcoms. We uh, were spoiled with great television. It's true. Uh, so the last segment of the show, the return of the firefly Funhouse, And this was interesting. Um, it started off like a normal firefly Funhouse. Bray was uh, and Ramblin' Rabbit, they were talking about Braun Strowman. Bray's lost to Strowman and Money in the Bank. And uh, then we saw these flashbacks. Uh, Well, actually, first, uh, it was interrupted by Strowman making his entrance out into the ring. And then Wyatt appearing on the big screen. Um, We saw these flashbacks to the Wyatt family. And Bray dressed like his uh, FCW days, saying, Strowman looks like he's seen a ghost. To move forward, you must take a step back to where it all began. Strowman looked confused. Uh, Wyatt says he created Braun, so it's his duty to destroy him. Uh, he says he knows where to find him, follow, follow the buzzers, blew out the lantern, and it went off the air after telling him to run. Um, I mean, is was this a one-off, or are they really bringing back old Bray Wyatt? What do you mean? Well, the return of the original Bray Wyatt look, the run, the follow the buzzards. The lantern. I think, I think I, listen, I think they can go back to it as long as they go back to Fiend. Um, I'm okay with this because th- this is good storytelling. This is connecting dots, right? We should be giving them credit for the tip of the cap to history. Yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, I think they've found a way to okay we don't need to have the fiend on every month we can it's always going to come back to the fiend that's the most dangerous incredible of the bray uh personalities characters yes thank you but i think this is a way to especially with Braun, because he was once in the y family that's where he started it's a way to have these three faces of foley it's a way to have different incarnations of bray and right now quite honestly if the next match between this old leader of the Bray Wyatt, leader of the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt versus Braun, um, happens. You can have this. You can yes. have Bray come out to the old Wyatt family music, the the catching flies, and do all the things, and it'll go over for one night of nostalgia. And then Braun beats that Bray Wyatt, and then comes SummerSlam. Now it's time you've disturbed him. The Fiend is going to finish this. I, I like this. I, I was really drawn into this. Yeah, me too. I, I don't hate anything you just said, actually. Yeah, I think though uh, to go back to it full time would be a mistake. But for one night, big time, yes, it would. 
So that was SmackDown tonight. It was a fast-moving show. It was a good SmackDown, though. Yeah, I think it's just uh, in light of everything else going on, it was uh, definitely not the biggest thing in wrestling uh, today. Um, so what else do we got? Zach, I've already done all the news. So yeah, we already did all the news. Um, Zach Eisendrath, 499 saying, love the show. What would it take for one of you to host the show for my friend's bachelor party next Friday in Wisconsin? Uh, Zach, there's some things going, there's things, some things going on in the world or else Justin Labar would be there in a heartbeat. You wouldn't even, you're just giving like gas money in a, in a 12 pack. Zach, I'll give you my Delta rewards account. If you can just book the flight on that, uh, I'll, I'll be there. That's fine. Oh, he'd be the hostess with the mostest. That's right. Tim Mickles, Buck 99, Three's Company, the funniest show ever. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's it's aged definitely well. Definitely top 10. Definitely top 10. Jack Tripper would get into some serious situations. It was a funny, I love that show. And he never got romantic with either of the women, did he? Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I got, uh, there was a little like controversy once when I was growing up because you have to do that report about, you know, your role models, like male role model, female role model. And I wrote my female role models, my mom and my male role model is Jack Tripper. I feel like he's really taught me everything I need to know about being a man. Really? Jack yeah. Tripper was yours. That's cool. I, I look, I, I will think about it. I mean, he, cause even like he was silly. Yeah. He would like sometimes flirt with the girls, but he was always like a decent stand up guy. Like he when was. John Ritter died, that was John Ritter dying was probably like the hardest celebrity death that I've ever had. He was, uh, you're right. He he was awesome. On yeah, so many levels, so and many way levels. ahead, of, way ahead of his time too. He was one like he was Jim Carrey in a way before Jim Carrey as far yeah. as the physical comedy with his body language that he would provide. Think about it. He was hilarious. By the way, Jaleel White was pretty good at physical comedy as Urkel. But I will say this, uh, John Ritter, <laughs> one dimensional. And if you throw Stefan on me, I'll hang up. This, I will quit this podcast. Jaleel White played Stefan, cousin Myrtle, uh, uh, his OGD, original gangster dog cousin. Nonetheless, John Ritter, one of John Ritter's best under, um, under talked about performances, actually is in Bad Santa as the manager yeah. of the mall. They're, the facial expressions and just the cadence of how he spoke, so like just disgusted by Billy Bob Thornton's character. Great stuff. I'm impressed with uh, okay, so you've gotten some comeback points with me here tonight, Justin, because you've missed a litany, a litany of uh, classics. But uh, um, I'll give you credit for that. Uh, Ritter shout out for that. Um, I would say underrated John Ritter film no one talks about was Hero at Large, where he plays the actor. Uh, goes, he does a promotional. He's an out-of-work actor. He does a promotional appearance as a superhero and then actually decides to start fighting crime. Huh, like, it's a that. very different kind of uh, comedy, but I remember loving that as a kid and uh, actually enjoyed it more as an adult. But uh, someone in the chat had a very important Three's Company-related question. Mark wants to know, Mr. Roper or Mr. Furley? <gasps> you can't ask me that. You can't yeah. ask. I can't answer it either. I can't answer that. It's impossible to answer this. When I was a kid, I liked Mr. Furley so, more. As an adult, I think Mr. Roper is freaking hilarious. So, in wrestling, when I was in Ohio Valley Wrestling, I deemed a term called the Roper, which was any time you deadpan the camera. <laughs> and we would all dare each other in a little bit in-ring promo 
to do the roper. Aaron Stevens um, was the best at it. The best. He would always get a good one in. And we'd all be in the back locker room popping huge for it. Yeah. The roper. Yeah. It's when pretty you're, cool. When you're talking, you're doing this, and I'm going to do this to you tonight. And, <laughs> and then back to the promo. Swear to God. Swear to God. See, and those are the for the fans of this podcast, those are the little nuggets you're not going to get anywhere else. I'm not nowhere else. <laughs> we should, that's really cool. I've never heard that. We should write like terrible teases for this podcast and be like, it's like, what's the connection between Matt Morgan and Mr. Roper? Tune in to find out on the yeah. Singing podcast. Um, so lots, lots of love for Problem Child. Yeah, the Problem Child series in the in the chat room. Wait, wait, what? Did I, I feel like I'm missing something. What's so Problem Child? John Ritter starred in that series of movies, Problem Child, where it was the little redheaded kid that was like evil, and they adopted him. And he just like terrorized everybody. It wasn't a horror movie; it was a comedy. But John Ritter was the dad huh. in that series. Huh. Okay. Oh, I got ready. To, I got ready to confuse that with uh, what's Jennifer Tilly in? Chucky. Chuck, well, Chucky. John Ritter. John Ritter was in a Chucky movie as well. Was he really? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was a terror. Yeah, oh. Jennifer Tilly. She's also on. Uh, talk about Jim Carrey. I was yes. watching uh, Jim Carrey and Jennifer Tilly in Liar Liar the other day. Yeah, Fantastic she movie. was great. She is so underrated in that. She's underrated. She is. Yes. I met her. Uh, somebody said that. Somebody said the pen promo earlier, and I got ready to step. You're stepping on Glenn's pop right now for Jen. Oh, I'll get. I'll let him. I'll let him have it in a minute. Somebody said the pen promo earlier, and I got ready to quote liar liar. The pen is blue. The pen is blue. The god pen is blue. Go so ahead, <laughs> at the same at the same video store convention where Richard Simmons mocked me. Like the only person <laughs> mocked by Richard Simmons. He hurt my feelings because of my squinting at him. Uh, I met Jennifer Tilly, and this was like 1995 or 96. She'd just been nominated for an Oscar for Bullets Over Broadway. And I remember I was like, you were in one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's Moving Violations. And she just was like, oh, great, Moving Violations. I like signed my autograph and like didn't even want to talk to me. But Moving <laughs> Violations... I, I like movie violations. I love more than the, all the police academy movies combined. Huh? Wow. See now, Raj over not overrates, but he thinks it's cool talking about his police academy knowledge. Um, I you can't compare that to police academy. Have police you seen academy. moving violations? That's the problem. I watch okay. everything. I had to watch moving violations in driving school. I've had to watch it when I went to traffic school. So it's a comedy about a bunch of bad drivers that have to go to traffic school. And it stars like everybody's siblings. So Jennifer Tilly's Meg Tilly's uh, sibling. It stars Joel Murray, Bill Murray's younger brother. It stars. What uh, does that say? What does that say though, Glenn? Yeah, but it's very funny. It's a very, very All funny right. movie about people in drivers, drivers uh, in traffic school. Anyhow, All right. and by the way, if you Google Jennifer Tilly, she holds up. I believe that she looks stunning. What is that? Oh. She's aged well. Uh, James Potts pointing out John Ritter died around the same time as Johnny Cash. I think they died on the same day. It was or it was within the same day. It was like back to back. Hey, James. James Potts comes in my Twitter room once in a while. What's up, James Potts? Yes. Yeah, that was that was a tough week uh, between Cash and Ritter, back to back. Uh Jennifer Tilly is like a fine wine. Better with age. All right, Justin, you need to say Really? Up. Really? You, you want to start talking about Bailey again? I mean, no. Justin's views no, on, on women. I don't want to hear it either. No, I don't want to hear it either. 
What's next, Anything else? No, that's all we got. That's all we got, man. We're just hanging out. It's Friday night. A couple guys talking about Three's Company. And yeah. then <laughs> you, do you guys keep getting this on your phone? Carrier settings update. New settings are. I get that every once Would in a while. Like, I don't want to. I don't trust it. So I'm saying. <laughs> on that cliffhanger. Uh, we should probably wrap <laughs> tonight's podcast. Jennifer Tillery is an excellent poker player. Holy she hell. Is. She was married to Sam Simon from The Simpsons, who uh, passed away a couple years ago. He was a producer from The Simpsons, and they were both huge into poker. That's right. I'm reading that right now. Guess who Guess who doesn't care at all? Like, okay. like, not even like this much. Oh, it's Friday night, Morgan. Lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, Matt's got campaigning to do. He's got he's got stuff going on. I'm exhausted. I'm I know. So Thank you for you. making time. Don't you notice I'm, I'm so tough to Matt when I'm a thousand miles away? <laughs> You'd be able to eat me up alive right now. I'm so exhausted. I apologize. Uh, it's, been, it's been a tough uh, couple days with wrestling. Again, go to Wrestling Inc. for all the stories with everything going on. Uh, like I said, we didn't cover it tonight in depth because there's so much of it, and it's an ever-evolving situation we want to – give ultimate care and sensitivity to. So go to wrestling Inc for uh, the latest news. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar, Matt Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here Monday for raw on the wrestling Inc podcast. Take care. Thank you viewers. <laughs>